In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real Two days after the breach of the Capitol on January 6th last year, Florida Congressman Matt Gates appeared on this network to say something that turned out to be completely correct. Gates said there is a liberal faction within the Republican Party's leadership that saw January 6th as a way to gain more political power for themselves. Watch. Well, there has secretly been an anti-Trump caucus within the Republican Party in Washington for a while, and I'm uh, yes. concerned that folks like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger and others might view this as an opportunity. Well, that turned out to be pressure, and it wasn't just an anti-Trump caucus. It was people who were opposed to Trump's voters and their concerns. So just two days after Gates said that, the House Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy of California, said that Gates's remarks were a physical threat because, like a liberal college professor, he believes that words are violence. And then another member of Republican leadership, Steve Scalise of Louisiana, suggests that Matt Gates had somehow committed a crime. Watch. The other thing I want to bring up, and I'm making some phone calls to some members, um, I just I just got something sent now about Newsmax, something Matt Gates said, where he's calling people's names out, saying an anti-Trump in this type of uh, atmosphere, um, and some of the other places. This is this is serious stuff people are doing that has to stop. Okay, what did Gates say? I, yeah, Gates said Gates brought up Liz specifically. I just saw that on Twitter. And Adam, someone just sent it. Um, Gonzalez just sent it to me, so I'm calling Gates. I'm explaining to him. 
I don't have anything much to say, but I'm going to have some other people call them too. But the nature of what, if I'm getting briefing, I'm going to get another one from the FBI tomorrow. Uh, this is serious sh to cut this out. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, uh, I mean, it's potentially illegal what he's doing. Well, he's putting people in jeopardy, and he, he doesn't need to be doing this. We, we saw what people would do in the Capitol. It's potentially illegal to criticize me? What are you, Taylor Lorenz now? Steve Scalise? What is this? In another recording, Kevin McCarthy suggests that Twitter should continue to censor Republicans, pull them off the Internet. Now, he made that remark in a response to a tweet he didn't like from Alabama Republican Congressman Barry Moore, who was justifiably outraged by the death of Ashley Babbitt. Listen. He tweeted at Marjorie Green and at Nayral, I understand it was a black police officer that shot the white female veteran. You know, that doesn't fit the narrative. What? Wow. Oh, man. This is what we're, we have to confront with this. Can't they take their Twitter accounts away, too? Well, actually, that claim turned out to be completely true. But tr So, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like the world is finally waking up to what we on Live from America have been talking about for months and months and months. It is about time that the larger stations and the people with larger reaches than Jeremy Harrell on Live from America finally start getting it. I mean, look at here. They're just now... Posting what we did two days ago, this is not for all you haters out there that go, well, Jeremy's worrying about being right. It's not about being or first. It's not about being first. It's about why is little old me with hardly any budget working by myself when it comes to investigating anyway, how am I able to get this news days, weeks, months before people like Tucker Carlson? The answer is I don't. The answer is I don't. I don't have some magical, specific way of getting news that they don't have. I don't have resources that isn't available to Fox News or any of these other larger stations. The answer is that they think that the stuff that we're reporting from right here in the field, on the ground, on the battlefield, is either wrong or not worth reporting. You don't think that Fox News has known about Kevin McCarthy for the last two years or more? You don't think that Tucker Carlson has known about Kevin McCarthy? And I'm not saying anything bad about Fox or Tucker, at least now. What I'm saying is people with big platforms like Tucker, people with big platforms like many other people, need to start taking their head out of their rear ends and they need to start putting an ear to the ground or at least getting out of their expensive studios and get their feet on the ground on the battlefield because if they do not, our country is gone. We have to have a competing narrative. Our narrative happens to be the truth. Their narrative is false. If we continue to let them run with their false narrative, then they're going to continue to keep Winning, winning, winning. And that's not, that's not what should happen because we have the truth on our side and we have God on our side. So it, it, long story short, the reason I wanted to play that cold open was because it's nice to finally see the big people finally start covering this. 
Kevin McCarthy should have been exposed to the larger audiences months ago. Better late than never, I guess. But we shouldn't even have got to the point where we're starting to, ex- where, we're, where it looks like Kevin McCarthy is just now starting to be exposed. Kevin McCoward has been exposed for months and months and months. It's nice to finally see somebody report on it. Folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. God bless each and every one of you. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And I'm broadcasting to you from the great live free or die state of New Hampshire. And it's a blessing to be here with you. I want to share a story with you guys. Now, everybody knows that watches live from America that I'm pretty transparent. I'm pretty transparent when it comes to our finances on the show. I'm pretty transparent when it comes to my life. I open up my life to everybody who watches this show. And I do that because that is what God weighs on my heart to do. God weighs on my heart to show you exactly what I go through just to let you know that the person you're watching on TV goes through the same exact stuff that you're going through. I'm no better. I'm no bigger. I'm no more special than a guy who's homeless, living under a bridge, not believing in God. And I want to tell you a story this morning. I know it's going to run a little long on this opening segment, but I got to tell you a story about my daughter. So now you guys have heard me say that all my kids are not in Christian school anymore. A year ago this day, right now, today, every one of my kids was in Christian school. Today, we only have three left in school, in the Christian school. There's reasons for that. Not reasons that I uh, agree with, but there are reasons for that. Now, one of my, my, my first, my, my oldest daughter, who I have with a previous relationship, whose mother I have been lock in step with in parenting for years we've been on the same page, okay? Her mother used a very, very, very touchy and personal uh, 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 situation that we have going on between our two families to get her out of Christian school. Now, her mother has been literally telling my son and my daughter that the, that the Bible class and the Christian worldview class that they have in school does not matter because it's not real. So you have my children going from one house to another where there's believers and unbelievers, secular way of life and a non-secular way of life. Very hard for my children. But my daughter, you, you, you flash any kind of lifestyle like that where you please the flesh and, 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 and please things from a non-godly point of view, kids are going to flock to that because that's, it's not disciplined and it's not the right way of life. So they're going to flock to that. So my, so my wife used a very, very, very personal subject that's going on in between our two families to give me an ultimatum. Either we basically go to court and spend money I don't have to fight for years that I don't want to fight for in order to not let my child go to a public school or say, finally, just give in and say, you know what, go to the public school and see what happens and I'll be here to pick up the pieces. So that's what happened. I told my oldest daughter exactly what she was getting into. I told her about the belly of the beast that she, her mother, was putting her in. Now, my daughter's been pretty good there. She's been bringing this Bible, or she, she gave a Bible to a student, and she has been giving a little bit of guidance as it, comes, uh, in, as it pertains to God. However, you can only be surrounded by ungodly people, and you can only be surrounded by people like the public school systems for so long before you eventually come what, become what you surround yourself with. Yesterday, I overheard my two daughters speaking about something, and I heard them say, I heard my daughter say, just don't even bring it up. 
Now, she wanted to say that so I wouldn't hear it and say something about it. Of course, you, if, if anybody has children out there, you know our ears are like deer ears. We hear everything. So I said, bring what up? Of course, my daughter didn't want to say anything, so she kind of laughed it off. She said, oh, it's not a big deal. Oh, just this girl at school. Apparently, some girl at school is posting on social media. Now, mind you, my kids don't have cell phones, and they don't have social media, and they won't until they're out of my house, period. Just the way I like to do my, my, the way I like to parent. She goes, some girl's posting all over social media about me, basically, you know, being a slut and being pregnant. Now, my daughter is not sexually active. That's not the point. The point is, she's already in this, this, this sphere, this environment of sexualization. Everything is about sex. She now refers to some of her friends as her gay friends. Why do you call them that? Do you call your black friends your black friends? She's now in a situation and an environment where she cannot win when she has everybody in the school believing the way that they, 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 they basically are in public schools and my, and my ex feeding this into her head. She cannot survive that way. So now, now she is dealing with a girl spreading rumors about her that she is somewhat sexually active, which she's not yet. Thank God. I know that for a fact. And that she's pregnant. Now she laughed it off like it's not a big deal. I know it's not true and I know it's not real. But does anybody here want to tell me what happens when a young girl with insecurities gets cyber bullied at school, what the end game is? Because I can tell you in my experience as a human and as a father on this earth that anybody who gets cyberbullied, who's insecure, either ends up anorexic, massive depression and anxiety, shooting up a school, or committing suicide. That's what I'm dealing with right now. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention of how fast a God-loving, very humble, very beautiful, kind-hearted young lady can become exactly what we're fighting against all because of the people they surround themselves with and the environment that the public school offers children now i will continue to be a father to my daughter and i will continue telling her the things that she does not want to hear but in no way shape or form am i now going to allow my son who my ex wants in public school to go to that public school we've done the trial by error and i understand what's going on and i'm not making that same mistake again Long story short, when I dropped her off at school, after basically scolding her the entire way about this secular way of life that she loves so much. Oh, by the way, this public school is not in New Hampshire. It's in Vermont. We live on the border. Her mother lives in Vermont. So you can imagine how bad it really is there. Put it this way. The principal of that school was fired two years ago because she would not cave in and say Black Lives Matter is good and let her children in her class protest for Black Lives Matter. She was fired from the school because she was a racist. That's what they called her. That's the school my daughter's in. So I could use your prayers, but I want to just tell you something. I dropped her off at school. And after I gave her a hug, told her she was beautiful, told her she was kind, told her she does not have to form to the way that the world wants her to form to in order to be successful and to be loved by Christ, I watched her walk away. I made sure I watched her walk into the school. And do you know who held the door open for her? A Vermont, a very Vermont stereotypical looking uh, ponytailed, tiny black rimmed glasses, tight skinny jeans wearing 
rainbow shoes wearing teacher. I am not kidding you. It was a teacher holding the door open for the kids and he was wearing rainbow shoes. I looked at him. I laughed. I connected eyes with him. I made sure he's seen my disgust for the way he looked and the way he is because I can tell you his lifestyle is something that my daughter is moving towards. And I laughed and shook my head and drove away. And I, I ended up calling my ex and said, deal with this or I will. And if I deal with it, it's not going to be good for you, her, or that school. So just to let you know, I go through the same exact crap as you guys do. And being that this is my job and understanding the public school system as I understand them and fighting against them so very hard, imagine what it is like for me to shut my mouth and not go into that school and point my finger in the face of every single teacher in there and call them exactly what they are, a pedophile. Because that is what they are if they condone this kind of crap and wear rainbow shoes to school. I need the Lord this morning, and I need prayers. My daughter needs prayers and my family needs prayers. It goes to show you what one non-believing, vindictive, unhappy person can do to multiple people's lives just because of the way they feel. My word, get her out of there. Hey, do you know how easy that is to say and how hard it is to do? Because I will go bankrupt going to court fighting this woman in court. And there will be no more show. It's not as easy as said than done. Anyway, that's why you didn't get a newsletter this morning, ladies and gentlemen. But I still made sure that I spent time with God because I needed God to calm me down. Let's go to the Lord now. John 6, 66 through 69. What do you need? Then Jesus said unto the twelve, will ye also go away? I want to read this for you. It comes out of this book that was given to me by Linda and Sam Magia, whom I love very, very, very dearly, every day with Jesus. A friend of mine married a woman who had been verbally and physically abused in her first marriage. Therefore, she clung to her new godly husband as if her life depended on it. She became codependent and smothered him. If he would have left her, her entire world would have collapsed, and that is not healthy. A real breakthrough came one day when he told her how much he loved her and reassured her of his commitment to both her and their marriage. Then he said, but I don't need you. He wasn't rejecting her. He was just trying to make her understand that he was complete in Christ, with or without her. He loved her and he wanted her, but he could make it with or without her because his foundation was in Jesus, and that's how it should be. This was the... This is what Jesus was doing with his disciples. He loved them. He wanted them to be with him and had chose, chosen each one of them individually. But when the multitudes left him, he asked his disciples if they wanted to leave too. Jesus wasn't encouraging them to go, but he would not have fallen apart if they had. He didn't need them in the sense that he couldn't do it without them. His total security was in, his father's, in the relationship he had with his father. Unknowingly, we have allowed ourselves to become dependent on many things other than the Lord for our stability and our security. 
They may be good things like mates and children. In fact, some would even argue that it is correct to be that way. However, Jesus Christ is the only foundation that will always support us through the pressures of life, like the one I'm going through now. Everyone and everything else can fail us and fall away. What must you have to be satisfied? What do you need? The only things that can let you down are those that you lean on. So make sure you are leaning on the one who will never let you down. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, please, and say the Lord's Prayer as we continue to build this fellowship that we have here on Live from America. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, some of you might ask, why do you tell us these stories? Why don't you just get to the news? That's what we're here for. We're here for more than the news. We're here for life. We're here for direction. We're here for guidance. We're here for gospel. We're here for each other. We're here to pull each other out of rough situations. We're here for conversation. We're here to lean on each other who lean on God. So no, this is not just a news show. Never has been, never will be just a news show. We're family. And if I can't talk to you about what I'm going through, then none of us can talk to each other about what we're going through. Let's get to the first and foremost section today. Please lift up your cups and let's have our first slurp of the day. Just to let you know, we will be raising money today. I see donations have already came in, but for anybody outside of the, dono- the donations to support Live from America, please direct your donations to if you would like and let me know in the notes section who they're for. But we are trying to raise money for Heather Traeger. Heather Traeger is on disability, and she's literally about ready to lose all of her teeth. And the only way that she's going to be able to eat is to get these full dentures that she needs. It's $1,600 for both top and bottom. We want to raise as much money as we can for her. Nobody should go through not being able to eat. And Heather, I would read your whole thing, but we got to get to the news. We will raise money for you today, and I will be putting $250 from the Slurp Fund to your fund to help your de- to get your dentures, uh, and, and, and hopefully they grow on top of that. Let's get to the first and foremost section. Trump, President Trump. President Donald Trump is asking for your help. He is actually, he's not asking for your help. He needs our help. He's helped each and every one of us in so many ways. It is time for us to reciprocate and to help Donald Trump. Calling on all patriots, urgent development. Donald Trump's lawyers are asking for your help, America. We need all the videos located. They're asking us to locate all the videos of January 6th so that we can truly make America great again. This is a request right from President Donald J. Trump. 
Thank you, Jen, for the donation for Heather. She said, smile, Heather. We're going to make sure Heather can smile. Calling all patriots. President Trump's attorneys have reached out to many, many um, outlets, including including RAV and including the Gateway Pundit. And they're asking our readers and supporters for assistance. The Trump legal team wants the community to help them with their crowdsourcing of any video footage from January 6th since Nancy Pelosi has all of the hours of footage held hostage. President Trump attorney Peter Tickton released a letter asking for the public's help in locating January 6th footage to assist his team in defending President Trump because things are going to get pretty rough over the next few months. My name is Peter Tickton. I am a lawyer in South Florida who is proud to represent President Donald J. Trump in regard to lawsuits brought by those of the left against our president. If you are reading this, you probably know that our election was stolen and that the whole January 6th insurrection was not what the left wants us to believe that it was. Amen. Amen. You were there or people you know or trust were there and you know the truth. And now is the time to come when, you, when I need your help to prove our case and show the truth. Donald Trump will never give up. Amen. You know what? That just gave me a little inspiration reading that part of that letter right there. Right there. Donald Trump will never give up. He will not roll over for the left who want to make it so he can never be our president again. He will keep fighting for us. Just that right there lets you know President Trump is coming back. That right there. A number of these people like Eric Swalwell have filed, Eric Fartwell, have filed lawsuits against our 45th president. These people are attempting to get judges and juries to say that President Donald J. Trump incited what they call an insurrection. This whole goal is to keep him from running again. There you go. We know the truth and we need to prove it. For this, we need you. If you were in Washington, D.C. on January 6th and you have footage, you can help. We need video footage of the following. Trump protesters being peaceful. Marching and crowd scenes. No selfies, please. Trump protesters helping police and fellow protesters. Antifa, BLM, or other agitators antagonizing the crowd. Police or anyone else waving or encouraging people to get into the Capitol building. Police wrongdoing or unusual behavior out of the ordinary for police officers. The shooting or apparent shooting of Ashley Babbitt. Footage of police beating or antagonizing Trump supporters. And last, the beating of Roseanne Boyland by police or any other video of Miss Boyland, including Trump supporters, trying to save her. Oh, there's more. Excuse me. The death or any footage of Trump supporters Benjamin Phillips or Kevin Greeson from that day. Footage of police taking down barriers and opening doors and allowing protesters to enter the Capitol building. Any footage near the RNC or DNC of scenes near or police response to the pipe bombs and the elusive quote pipe bomber. Speeches of anyone promoting violence or peace. Anything else you may have which you think could help. Please send any and all videos that you have which could help us if you are in doubt as to whether it is important or not unless you can uh, are certain uh, it cannot help please send it anyway even people laughing and having a good time please send the videos directly to the following trump defense 
at thegatewaypundit.com. There's also some Dropbox and some other emails that are quite long. I'll just give you the Gateway Pundit one because I think it's the quickest and the easiest. It is Trump defense. Please, somebody put this in the comments section. At thegatewaypundit.com. Explaining your video. Peter Tickton and the Tickton Law Group are working full-time and overtime fighting for President Trump. If you can help us with this, please step up and do your part. Now, I have video footage of January 6th, but it's all on Facebook. So I will be reaching out to an attorney, and I will be suing Facebook to get my content back from the here-we-go days, not only to help President Donald J. Trump, but also to get the content that belongs to me. So ladies and gentlemen, please do your part if you have footage from that day, and let's help President Donald J. Trump as he is asking for our help. Thank you for putting the email in the comment thread. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for one of our favorite segments here on Live from America. It has become a new segment as of late, and it is the rhino hunting segment of the day. Here we go. People ask why we're using the Disney music. It's the whole part of the insult, but hopefully that doesn't go over your head. Rhino hunting time, ladies and gentlemen, and we are right back on the trail of Rhino Robin Voss, the Speaker of the House in the state of Wisconsin. Boy, this guy just can't seem to stay out of trouble. Why? Because he is a rhino. And when you are a loser like this guy, you're constantly going to be in the scopes and in the crosshairs of the Live from America rhino hunting team. Let's get right to it, ladies and gentlemen. Rhino hunter Robin Voss has stiffed the committee chair, Janelle Brangent, who has been a Trump-supporting fighter for the decertification of the November 3rd, 2020 election. He has stiffed her with attorney costs after they are all sued for investigating the state election commission. Now, you guys heard from heard me throughout the last couple months talk about all of this stuff going on in Wisconsin. From Rhino Robin Voss not doing anything to him doing a few things here and there because he doesn't want to get primaried. So what he does is he does little things here and there to make you think that he's actually working for you, but we all know that this guy's just a true loser, okay? I want to read this story for you to just tell you kind of how much of a, uh, how much of a jerk this guy actually is because he spent $250,000 of Wisconsin taxpayer money to defend himself against lawsuits from the Democrats for investigating the 2020 election, but he's letting everybody else just hang out to dry. Hang out to dry. We learned yesterday from an anonymous source that Wisconsin Assembly Speaker Robin Voss has denied legal representation to the chair of the Assembly Committee on Campaigns and Election, Representative Janelle Brangett. On March 2021, excuse me, in March of 2021, the Wisconsin State Assembly passed the Assembly Resolution AR-15 directing the Assembly Committee on Campaigns and Elections to investigate the 2020 election due to all the crimes that have been committed. In the course of the committee's investigation, Wisconsin Attorney General Josh 
call on behalf of the WEC filed a lawsuit against Brangent Voss and Michael Gableman. By the way, the WEC is the ones that the sheriff uh, said that five of the six should have felony charges on them for violating law and fraudulently stealing the election. It is believed that Robin Voss has spent now over $250,000 of taxpayer money on his defense, but he has denied legal representation or any of those funds to Janelle Brangent in the course of her duties. The very duties that the speaker had assigned to her to do for all of you. Now Janelle Brangent is forced to pay her own defense as Rhino Robin Voss refuses to help her with any of the costs. This is Robin Voss in action. He is a disgrace and the people of Wisconsin need to flood his office with phone calls. Now, we're going to stay in Wisconsin for a minute because we do have some good news coming out of Green Bay as a complaint has now been filed in Green Bay, Wisconsin, alleging that the circuit clerk there allows illegal ballot harvesting in the city, even though it is now massively illegal. It always has been, but it really is now. Wisconsin is one of those states where the 2020 election was so corrupt so corrupt that it should have been decertified on day one because we always said Wisconsin was the lowest hanging fruit. If anybody doesn't know what that term means, it means it's the easiest to accomplish. Now we find out that more actions occurred in the latest election in Green Bay that were against state, that were against state law. According to observers, Green Bay City Clerk Celestine Jeffries, Celestine Jeffries is her name, and her assistant accepted multiple ballots, absentee ballots, from individual voters numerous times. The same people, numerous times, gave them absentee ballots. This is called ballot harvesting. And it is illegal in the state of Wisconsin, as it should be across this United States of America. The witnesses who said this happened filed a lawsuit against Jeffries and are now seeking relief. Who reported on this first is a man named Nick Mosader. Nick Mosader. We all know that Wisconsin uh, was rife with fraud in the 2020 election under Zuckerberg drop boxes and absentee ballot harvesting. Okay? Unfortunately, it appears that the city clerks in Wisconsin have learned nothing from the 2020 stolen election. And do you know why they've learned nothing? Because none of them has held, have been held accountable. None of them have had charges brought up on them, and none of them are doing time in prison. Had even one of them had this happened to them, then none of them would have the guts to continue to do this. Okay? Now, Judge Bowren is the one who put the smack down and said, if you guys get caught doing this, you're going to be in big trouble. But now there's a new complaint in Green Bay regarding the April 5th, 2022 election that just happened. This new complaint alleges that the city clerk, Celestine Jeffries, allowed the ballot harvesting to take place despite um, uh, despite the objections of election observers that were telling her right then and there, this is illegal, you need to stop. Now, they should have called the police. They should have reached out and they should have had somebody there making sure that this lady was going to jail for violating the law. Why this is so hard, I don't get it. I don't understand. 
According to the three election observers, Matt Rozier, Victoria J. Linson, and Janet Angus, city clerk Celestine Jeffries, and her assistant accepted multiple absentee ballots from multiple people many times. Upon witnessing this, Janet Angus formally objected and asked, quote, are you taking multiple ballots? To which the city clerk replied, it's my discretion whether I take ballots or not. She blatantly ignored these complaints and the illegal ballots were counted in the election. Mind you, one of the elections in this race was decided by only 23 votes and another by only 11 votes. So with such tight margins, it appears that Celestine's actions could have and most likely swung the election on April 5th. Now, the plaintiffs are seeking relief, which includes an investigation into the matter and clear instruction about ballot harvesting issued to all the clerks. Here's the problem, folks. Janet Angus should have pulled out her phone and got this on camera. She should have pulled it out and got it on camera. If she had suspected that this woman was doing this, she should have had her phone out before the conversation even took place. She should have got it on camera. And if she did not get the primary conversation on camera, she should have then pulled her phone out and asked the question again and made this woman say it on tape. It appears once again that we have the Fox Foxes guarding the hen houses. And this is why it's so important to be involved in your local elections. This is why it's so important to be a precinct committeeman. This is why it's so important to be a, uh, a poll watcher. This is why it's so important to be anywhere near elections at a local level. Because how they steal a federal election is by stealing states. How they steal states is by stealing counties. How they steal counties is by stealing cities. And how they steal cities is by stealing towns. This is not a top-down, trickle-down government system. It is a trickle-up. That's why we have the power at the very bottom. My producer is asking me if you guys are on Facebook to please share the Facebook live show right now from his LFA producer page because he says Facebook is restricting his sharing. Well, that didn't take long, did it? I want to thank you for the donations that are coming in, not only for the show, but also for um, our Slurp Fund recipient today. You guys, we are already over $20,000 for the year, and that already beats last year. Now, I've got some good news for you. Don't think the show is gloom and doom today. We've got good news, and the good news is this. Big news out of Georgia, folks. Huge breaking news. Georgia State Election Board has finally issued the first round of subpoenas to the true the vote people on ballot trafficking investigation, including information on the whistleblower known as John Doe. This is where things are going to start getting interesting. Dinesh D'Souza and Salem Media are premiering the movie 2000 Mules early next month on the ballot trafficking in the 2020 presidential election. The mainstream media and Georgia officials have mostly ignored the findings by True the Vote until now. Rhino Governor Brian Kemp refused to investigate the 2020 election steal in his state and instead leaked confidential information to the media on the investigators. 
The State Board of, Elect- of Elections, who issued the subpoenas to True the Vote, wants the information from the group, including participants in the criminal trafficking and the identity of the alleged whistleblower. I'm not going to read you the entire uh, subpoena, but I'll just give you the overview. Georgia investigators have signaled their focus in a wide-ranging investigation into alleged illegal ballot trafficking during the 2020 election with subpoenas that target the possible source of the funding of such an operation and the eyewitness participants. That means Stacey Abrams, that gap in your teeth, you might want to get yourself ready because this, I think this is going to lead back to you. And after it leads to Stacey Abrams, it's going to lead to the Democratic Party, not only in Georgia, but the DNC nationally. The four subpoenas obtained by Just the News and John Solomon, who's partnered with Real America's Voice News, through an open records request, show the state's election board and Secretary of State Brad Rattenberger want the identity of any suspect participants in the ballot harvesting. Now, here's where it gets dicey. Do you think that Brad Raffensperger should have the access to the person who was getting paid by the Democratic Party for ballot traffic uh, harvesting? Do you think Brad Raffensperger should know that? He's the Secretary of State. Do you, do you trust Brad Raffensperger with that information, yes or no? Put it in the comment section. I don't. Not at all. I think they want this guy's name. So they can throw this guy under the bus or kill him. I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. They want the whistleblower's name. Should they get it? I say no. The document demands were delivered last week to the election integrity watchdog True the Vote and its founder, Catherine Engelbrecht, and its researchers from a company called OPCEC. They sought evidence that backs up the group's complaint last November, alleging that as many as 242 people illegally gathered third-party ballots during the battleground state's November 2020 election and subsequent U.S. Senate races that David Perdue did not fight for. Let me just say that again. I wholeheartedly disagree with President Trump's endorsement of David Perdue. He's a weak, spineless, feckless coward who did not even fight for his own election. Why do you want him as governor of the state of Georgia? I'll tell you why. Because Donald Trump brought him into the fold and said, will you do everything that I tell you to do as a governor as it pertains to making sure that we take down the Democratic Party? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will. Will you say the election was stolen? Yes, sir. Yes, I will. Do you believe the election was stolen? Oh, I don't know. Why didn't you fight for it? Oh, I don't know. Will you at least talk tough now? Sure, yes, sir, I will. David Perdue is a yes, sir, no, sir kind of guy. Period. And this should tell you that we are not just what they call Trump tards who blindly follow Trump. Because I don't agree with a lot of his picks. I understand he's doing it for a reason. I get it. But his reason is loyalty. And I would rather have a moral compass over blind loyalty any day of the week. What say you, Life from America audience? Now, I will tell you this. One of the things that I'm working on behind the scenes here 
to make sure that we take on the public school systems and this entire woke system that sexualizes our children. And believe me, that bulletproof vest that Rosa Catalano bought for me last year is going to become uh, necessary and helpful in the future. What I'm about to do is going to hurt so many people's feelings that they are going to try to hurt me physically, mentally, emotionally, and in society. And I'm not just saying they're going to call me racists, but we're about to see trolls on Live from America on such a level that we have not seen since Facebook days. And I'm going to need you to strap on the full armor of God with me and take on this evil because I'm about to take it on where nobody has ever taken it before. I can promise you this. What I'm about to do is going to be unlike anybody's ever done before. And I'm getting the help of True the Vote. And I'm getting the help of other people in Real America's Voice News that feel the same way I do, that just did not have God way on their heart to do it as quickly and as ferociously as I'm about to do it. And it has nothing to do with running for office. I can't tell you what it is right now for a lot of reasons, for safety reasons mostly. Because when I put everything into place to make sure that I'm ready to scream it to the world, bet this. I am ready to die. And I will be working with people in True the Vote to get this out and to take these people on head on. And when I say I'm going head on, I'm going head on with Satan, not people who run schools. But anyway, I would, I would love to give right now True the Vote the Smarty Award of the day for all the fighting that they've done in the state of Georgia and around this country. Ladies and gentlemen, true the vote, April 28th, year of our Lord, 2022. You get the Smarty Award of the day. I'm kind of speechless right now because I really, really want to share with you guys what we're about ready to do. But I can't jump the gun just quite yet. All I have to say is pay attention very closely in the next 45 days. We're coming after the very tool that Satan is using to take our children from us. And we're going to come at them harder than anybody's ever come at them before. I can tell you that much. And I will need your help in more than one way. I want to talk about a documentary that that was just put out by HBO. But before we do that, before we do that, I do want to go and I want to point out some beautiful stuff and some beautiful items from one of our new partners, Brave American. You guys have seen it before, but let's show it again. Because these guys are wonderful people, and what they're doing is fighting for our veterans. Check it out. Here are the circle signs for your home decor. These are more outdoor for your outside, for your front door. You have your God bless the USA one. These are all digitally, uh, digitally carved on wood. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing that these guys are doing. It's all family oriented. Here's one. He is risen. Beautiful stuff. Let's go and see some more stuff here, folks. I want to just show you some of the stuff that these guys are doing. It's beautiful. Address signs for your home. 
There you go. You can get a nice, beautiful address sign, all handmade by veterans. Okay? Some more stuff here, some crosses, some beautiful wooden flags, framed key racks, and much, much more. Mantle decor. Check this out. This is for your mantle, your fireplace mantle, Second Amendment stuff. So make sure you guys use the promo code LFA when you go to the Brave American. We're all working together. All boats rising for God-fearing, God-loving, patriotic people, folks. LFA. Now, I want to talk about a documentary. You guys think Disney's bad? Disney's just the start of it. You guys think these woke corporations are bad? They're all just the part of it. They're all just another piece of the, uh, of the arsenal, of the weaponry that is aimed at your children. HBO has a new documentary out called Trans Hood, a documentary that shows why kids are going through their trans stage and how important it is to let them experience this on their own. This is sick and twisted stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Let me bring up, if I can, what the, front, what the documentary looks like. Here it is. Check it out. HBO documentary films. There they are. They follow these kids around for years and show you what it's like for a trans kid, and it's promoting it. Every parent that watches this or, or hears about this should be immediately shocked. And they should watch this show to understand what's going on in the public school systems and around the world for the fight for your children. It's a bigger war than you know. Abortion is just part of this, folks. They want your kids from birth and they want them now. The film follows four families in Kansas City, Missouri all of which include a child who identifies as transgender. It takes a place over five years. Five years! HBO's sick and disgusting people and their production crew followed these people and watched this tragedy take place and did nothing about it because they wanted to make a pro-transgender movie. If they've been making this movie for five years, how long do you think that they've been in your kids' pants? Two of the children, a 12-year-old boy, Jay, a girl who identifies as a boy, a 15-year-old, Lena, the opposite, have, placed, have been placed on hormone pharmaceuticals by their parents in order to suppress their natural puberty. The other two, 7-year-old Avery, a boy who identifies as a girl, and 4-year-old Phoenix, the same, are not receiving hormone drugs, but they are dressed in female clothes and referred to as girls. Avery's hair is dyed purple and pink. Phoenix's entire wardrobe is draped in a rainbow. In the most shocking scene, Lena, who wants his penis... By the way, if there's any children watching, and parents, if there's young children watching who do not want to hear what I'm about to say, please have them leave the room right now, or just turn the, the volume down from what I'm about to say. Okay? That's your warning. I'll give you about another three seconds. Here we go. <sighs> Lena, who wants his penis to be cl to more closely resemble a vagina, a procedure that literally involves splitting the phallus long ways in half, visits a surgeon. This surgeon's name is Dr. Marcy Bowers, who tells him, quote, the thing is, a penis is basically the same thing as a clitoris. 
Everything a girl has, a boy has. And everything a boy has, a girl has. This is Dr. Marcy Bowers, who we are coming after in this and what I'm about to do. Bowers is a man who identifies as a woman. Bowers, the doctor, the surgeon, is a man who identifies as a woman. And it should immediately have his medical license revoked for lying to children and encouraging them to permanently mutilate their sex organs. But if you can believe it, there are plenty of other confounding moments. Avery, the seven-year-old, is very obviously used by his weird mother as a prop for her political activism. Avery is prostituted out on the corner of every single city and is on the cover of National Geographic like a damn animal. He is also dragged to Washington, D.C. for protests and to sign copies of an illustrated book under his name about being a transgender child. Avery hates all of it. And without a flicker of irony, his ridiculously stupid mother tells him the problem is you do approve things and then you change your mind. Avery said, I just don't want to even have a book. I've done too much in this world to ruin my life enough, and now everyone in this world is going to know if I sell my book. It's going to be on the news along with me until I'm 50 years old. But his mother makes him do it anyway. To that end, four-year-old Phoenix, who begins the movie by wearing dresses and referring to himself as a girl boy, ultimately reverts back to identifying as a male. This boy's father says early on in the documentary, I don't feel like Phoenix was ever a boy. Only to say later, there's a lot to do. There's a, uh, there's a lot to it where I don't know if Phoenix's mother Molly or I made the right decisions. Oh, you think? In another scene, the mother of the 12-year-old boy, Jay, sobs because her insurance won't cover her son's hormone replacement shots. The doctor administering the treatment appears taken back because he says, she says, usually if something is medically necessary, insurance will cover it. I just don't understand. Not a clue in sight, folks. Not a clue in sight. Look. God is weighing a lot of things on my mind and on my heart right now. Fighting for this election is definitely one of them. Fighting for the last election is another one of them. Fighting to save children from being murdered at birth is another one and probably, no, is the most important period. Fighting this evil, satanic trend in society to mutilate our children may become my biggest fight I've ever been in. And you want to know something else? Maybe, just maybe, this is why God brought me through prison. Maybe, just maybe, this is why God brought me through living a life of absolute hell and disgustingness and fornication and lies and cheats until I was 36 years old. Maybe he was toughening me up for this.
I can't let people get away with this. We can't let people get away with this. And it's not just in New York City. It's not just in Chicago or L.A. or Miami. It's in every single corner of this country. I will die to fight this. I'm sorry. Give me a second. You know, sometimes this job, sometimes this job is more than I can bear. The stuff that I find out every day is more than I can bear. Anyway, sorry to go through that. I had no idea that was coming. But our illegitimate, illegal resident occupying our White House right now, you know what he said yesterday? He said your kids don't belong to you when they're at school. They belong to the teachers. Don't believe me? Watch. Public in the world. Have our students gain confidence enough to know what they can do, to reach in. We have an obligation. We have an obligation to help them teach and reach their potential. You've heard me say it many times about our children, but it's true. They're all our children. And the, the reason you're the teachers of the year is because you recognize that. They're not somebody else's children. They're like yours when they're in the classroom. Are you kidding me? You represent a profession that helps them gain the confidence. Are you kidding me? You illegitimate, dementia-ridden moron. Are you kidding me? The children are not, are, they're not, they're not everybody else's. They belong to you when they're in the classroom. Oh, bring that fight to my doorstep, why don't you? Bring that fight to my doorstep. Or anybody watching this who is a parent, bring that fight to our damn doorstep. I wish you would. This, this was the quiet part said way out loud with a mic, with a megaphone. The child does not belong to you. The child belongs to the teachers when they're in that classroom. That's what Joe Biden said. Not only that, no, that's not what Joe Biden said. That is what Joe Biden read off a teleprompter. Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day. Swamp donkey, illegitimate president, Joe Biden. Look, you don't tell the people you're objective 
But the, now, they're, now they're so brazen and they're so brash about it, they don't even care. Why? Because nobody's doing anything that should be done. Now, speaking of illegitimate, I'm saying that part real loud because do you guys know that Biden's Department of Homeland Security just did exactly what they threatened to do to us over a month ago? They have now set up a disinformation governing body, literally, an agency of the government like the Department of Homeland Security. It has its own head of the department and everything. They're coming after each and every one of you. And they're coming after me for telling the truth. I'm not kidding you, folks. This is a real thing. This is happening right now. The Biden regime has announced the creation of a disinformation governance board under the authority of the Homeland Security with an absolute lunatic in charge. The new board will operate under the authority of the DOH, Department of Homeland Security, DHS, excuse me, with special focus on Russia and irregular migration, according to the post-millennial. As we've seen over the past six plus years, the term Russian information is frequently used as a wide catch-all that includes most of what goes on uh, against the liberal establishment. So the fact that they are specifically targeting this kind of, quote, misinformation is far more concerning than it, than it reads in this story. News of the board was first announced by DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who will be in prison, you little bald-headed weasel. You will be in prison very soon. And Ben Berkman is going to make sure that you rot in prison very soon, Mayorkas. Quote, our undersecretary for policy, Rob Silvers, is co-chair with our principal deputy counsel, Jennifer Gaskell, in leading a just in leading a just recently constituted constituted misinformation disinformation governance board so we're bringing the goal he said is to bring the resources of the department together to address this threat they're coming after you and they're doing it under the guise of legalities the disinformation board will be led by an executive director Nina Jankowicz now you guys know who this is you might have forgot but I'll remind you soon who is, as Jack Posobiec reveals in a series of tweets yesterday, is in an anti-free speech crusader and committed member of the radical left. She is. She has even made her stance clear about crucial issues like the censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop and the stolen rigged 2020 election. Now, unsurprisingly, Jankowitz has publicly slandered 2020 election concerns as damaging lies backed by the proven false claim that the laptop from hell was Russian misinformation and openly admitting to being just as concerned about domestic misinformation as she is about foreign misinformation. In other words, the worst person for the job. Posobiec tweeted it yesterday. He was all on top of this. That's why I love that guy, man. I spent some time with Jack Posobiec last year in Florida, off camera and outside of a political event, and it was great. Bannon was there too. Had a great night with him, eating, laughing, talking about how we're going to save this world. It was great. It really was. These people are fighters, folks. Regardless, I might not agree with everything that each one of them say and vice versa, but we're on the same side and we're fighting evil. 
Another massive red flag uncovered by Jack's digging. Jenkowitz, while working as a member of the Fulbright Clinton Fellowship, was an advisor to the Ukraine government on strategic communications, a.k.a. fake government propaganda. You think this is going to stop me? You think I'm going to shut up? I want to ask my audience, my family here, the thousands that are watching, do you think that this is going to stop me? Do you think this is going to stop Bannon? Do you think this is going to stop Posobiec? Do you think this is going to stop David Harris Jr.? Do you think this is going to stop Candace Owens? Do you think this is going to stop Charlie Kirk? Do you think this is going to stop people who are not afraid of you? The only people that you are that are concerned about this stupid little division of your government that you just built are cowards. And I wear the hat every day and I'll wear it again. You can't beat God. And I'm wearing my Armor of God shirt today. You guys got yours? You got your Armor of God shirts and hats? You might want to get some because you're going to need it. I, I obviously know the real Armor of God isn't you purchasing a shirt. It's not what I'm trying to say. Let's move on from that real quick. I got a couple more stories here. I know I'm over time, but today's show is important. Lying shrillery killery Hillary Clinton, that glad bag piece of garbage, she came out of the woodwork yesterday. She went to uh, Madeleine Albright's funeral. And do you know what she used her opportunity there to speak at a funeral to say? She used it to wage war on you and me. You and I, however you want to say it. She used it to run her lying mouth about white supremacy and fascism and you and me and how we need to rise up against dictators and tyrannical people. Yeah, I think you're right, Hillary. I think this is the one time that your glad bag mouth and me agree on something. You are right. We do need to come after each and every single one of you. It's starting to get a little bit more serious than trading blows over a keyboard, don't you think? How do you like that, my Orcus? Not that I want to put you through it, but here you go. As Bill said, during the last phone call, two weeks before she died, she talked about the importance of what President Biden is doing to rally the world against Putin's horrific invasion of Ukraine and the urgent work of defending democracy at home and around the world. She knew better than most, and she warned us in her book on fascism that, yes, it can happen here, and time and courage are of the essence. Get ready. Here comes the Bible. The Bible tells us that to everything there is a season and a time and purpose under heaven. A time to weep. Quoting from Ecclesiastes. And a time to laugh. Or footloose. If Madeline were here with us today, she would also remind us this must be a season of action. Oh yeah, it's going to be. And yes, once again, we must heed the wisdom of her life, and the cause of her public service. Stand up to dictators and demagogues. Yep. From the battlefields of Ukraine to the halls of our own capital. Defend democracy at home just as vigorously as we do abroad. 
Anyway, I'm sick of hearing that shrill voice. Don't you love the way that they go and they quote the Bible? If that is not blasphemy, I've never seen blasphemy in my life. These people are the most ungodly creatures on this planet. Believe it or not, I do pray for them. I've prayed for Hillary. I've played, prayed for, 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 for Joey Applesauce. I have. I have. I will continue to do so. That does not mean they are not our enemy. That does not mean that they are enemy target number one. How dare you get up there and quote from Ecclesiastes or probably Facebook. I mean, uh, uh, a footloose in her sense. I doubt she's actually read the book of Ecclesiastes. How about you? And you're right. It is time for action. It is time to stand up against tyrannical people. You're right. It's time to rid the world of people like you, Hillary. How's Seth Rich doing? How's the people from Benghazi doing, Hillary? How's that cartoonist that you threw in jail and blamed Benghazi on him? He's still in prison. Isn't that weird? How are those people doing, Hillary? Say Seth Rich's name, Hillary. Say his name. You're a murderer and your husband's a rapist. Say their names. Bet you won't. Bet you can't. While you sit up there from that pulpit at a funeral and read from the Bible, you disgusting glad bag piece of trash. Sorry I'm fired up today, folks, but this we are at war. We are at war. We are not in, uh, uh, we're not in a, a risk of being in a civil war. We are at war right now. Now, I want to end the show with something from Living Waters. Now, we're going to get Ray Comfort on the, on the show soon. And he is somebody that I absolutely adore and love to listen to and watch. Ray Comfort's ministry to me is one of the best I've ever seen. Now, he sends his team out as well. And I want to play this video from you, or for you, from Living Waters. Showing the hypocrisy and the ignorance of not only the left, but of society in general. Enjoy. A problem if I told you, John, that I identify as a woman? No, I guess not. No, go ahead. Doesn't make any difference to me. What if I told you I identify as a black woman? Would you have a problem with that? You need to change your skin, dude. <laughs> now, why would I need to do that? Yeah. Well, because you're a white guy. I mean, it's, that's a far stretch, but I mean... Now, why is that a far stretch? Would you have a problem if I told you that I identify as a woman? No, I don't mind. I mean, like, if you want to go around saying that, sure. Go right ahead. What if I told you that I identify as a 12-year-old black woman? If you believe it, like, believe it. I know. I don't know. Am I a black woman? If you believe it, yeah. We're willing to destroy common sense in the name of not wanting to offend someone. If you believe, I would support you. I don't know. But I also identify as your child. Would you give me some money, Brad? You're not. I mean, I didn't give birth to you. No. Why not? I mean, you're really not my child. Ah. <laughs> so words have meaning. Yes, they do. Words, right? words definitely do have meaning. I could identify as a truck, but it doesn't mean it's true. Right. right. Do you think it's important for words to have meaning? I would say yes. If I'm in prison for robbing a bank, but I identify as someone who did it, should I be released immediately? Listen, don't be so open-minded that your brain falls out. It seems like everyone is trying so hard to avoid the truth. Describe what they look like. Uh, 
Male or female? I don't want to make that assumption. Skin color? I don't want to be racist. I don't know what they believe they are. Alright. Whatever they believe. Thanks for wasting our time. You start to have a little bit of problem if you if if I said I identify as a black woman, because you say, well, that seems a little strange. Well, I mean it just I guess you're just adding more and more and more to it. And what's wrong with adding more and more to it? Why can't I just keep on going? <laughs> I don't know. A problem if I told you, John, that I... So I, there you go, folks. Words do matter. And you can see how brainwashed society is where they say, well, if you want to identify as a woman, that's fine. And then he said, what if I identify as a black woman? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You got to change the color of your skin, dude. Well, don't you think I'd have to change my... uh huh? <laughs> As well? What if I identify as a 12-year-old black woman? What if I identify as not a prisoner, but somebody who didn't commit crimes? You see where we're starting to go on with this? It starts to get ridiculous when you go down the road. But to us who have brains, it's ridiculous from the very opening statement. Can I identify as a woman? The answer is no. Folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. Before we go, I do want to let you know we've been having so many people get a hold of us for this, and I do apologize. I have been kind of steering you wrong, telling you that it did have the sizes on there, which it did not. So if we go today, let's go to the children's section of our clothes. We have three amazing, there's this Pledge of Allegiance on children's clothes. And if you go to the youth sizes right here, you can see that it goes from Toddler all the way up now to Youth XL. So that means your teenagers should be able to wear these shirts just fine, depending on what size they are. Here we have your children's youth sizes. Hand over your heart t-shirts. Start sending them to school with a message, folks. You can have a silent message. You can protest silently. Here's your children's freedom t-shirts, also all the way up to youth teenagers. Now, we had v-neck shirts before. We now have the women armor of God non-v-neck shirts. Expose it a little less, which for a Christian woman is a good thing. We have them in multiple colors as well. And, of course, we have the brand new One Nation Under the Armor of God, which literally sold half of our, half of our uh, stock of that in one day so make sure you guys check those out folks there are right ways and there are wrong ways but there's only one Yahweh so stand up tall keep your shoulders back keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper we are in this war now you are here with me we're beside each other we are beside President Donald Trump let's take down this evil let's take down this cabal let's save our children and in turn let's save this country and truly make it great again. Have a great day. I'll see you at five o'clock. God bless. Bye bye.